Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are back to bring you another reaction to another game. We have littered you with podcasts in the last few days, so you should feel very privileged. Uh, there is no game to preview, though, so we're just going to look back at Peterborough 1, Sunderland 1. Joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, is Gareth Barker. Hello. Come on, you were told to work on a buzzword. I know. You were told it was your homework for the... I was gonna, um, I was gonna search for hello in Esperanto, but you didn't. I, I didn't know. All right, well, just, just think, just think on, think on, well, and uh, just time. surprise us, just surprise us with something when I come at it. Um, joining myself and Gareth tonight to look back at the game. Now that us in the club are all mates, and then again is uh, former Sunderland captain uh, Danny Collins. Good evening, Stephen. How are we? Good, very well, thanks yourself. Good, yeah, not too bad, thanks, not too bad. Enjoy having your you, you day off from commentary duty on Monday and just watching the game, letting yeah, Sky do all the work for you. I, after, afternoon off, wasn't it? A um, bit strange, really, but I think it's going to be that case as well when we get towards the end of the season. I think we'll be on Sky a little bit more, you know, the few games to go, won't we? So, um, yeah, it's obviously good if, if we're there covering the games, but I could relax a little bit more, perhaps... Um, and what's that yesterday? Yeah. Do you start critiquing the, uh, the the guys in the core commentary as much as the players? <laughs> I wouldn't have said that then if it was me. See, he's not doing enough there. No, not so much that. I know people picked up on uh, Luke O'Nine and changed his name during the game, hadn't he? To, to first, Luke first, yeah, first off, he corrected it by, I think, um, Danny was, Gabadon it, was Danny Gabadon, wasn't he? He must have mentioned something yeah. at half time, yeah. Yeah, so he corrected him on that one, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, I thought, yeah, Luke, Luke had a steady game throughout, to be honest. You do uh, hear that that, that yeah, is one name you, you hear you get wrong a lot, though, isn't it? When we're on Sky or whatever, the commentators or nine, the struggle with that, don't they? For some yeah, reason. There's a few people there, uh, there's a few people got it wrong, haven't they? So, yeah, well, these things happen, don't they? Yeah, good game for him though, as you said. I thought I thought this was going to be a hat trick of man the matches because the Portsmouth game we got him on the match. We were on Sky and then the the final he got him on the match and yeah. he had another good game. And I thought they really like him whenever he's on there. But he, he got pipped to it by uh, the the Peter Presenter half, didn't he? In the end, but yeah, another good with, yeah. yeah, another good strong outing though from from him. Yeah, I think it was. I think yeah, he had the one first half, didn't he? Where the cross came in, the awkward one. I think he's tried to oh, yeah. just cushion it, cushion it behind for the for the corner. Got it a little bit wrong, and uh, Burgess obviously had to make the save. And then obviously second half, where he just tried to be a little bit clever with the header, pop it past Clark Harris, but he's reacted well, got himself back in with that uh, diving block, didn't he? So, but apart from that, I thought he was, I thought he was good alongside Dion again. What do you think of that defender? It's kind of revolutionary in a way because he's obviously thought. He's thinking about narrowing the angle for the shot, and he's thinking, well, if I stick my foot out, you know, I'm not, I'm not blocking that much of the the space he's got. It could always deflect off your foot and go horribly wrong as well, couldn't it? So he's just yeah. he's thought like I'm gonna, if I just throw my body down there, I'm blocking off that entire space for him to go. If he's gonna shoot near post, I like it. Yeah, I think I think what happened is he's running back with um, with Johnson Clark Harris, and I've played with and against John. I mean, he's a strong lad, and he's just given the shoulder, and I think he's put Luke off balance, so then he hasn't got the time to perhaps adjust his body, and then. He's just thought, I'm going to just throw myself in front of it. And it's a great block, isn't it? What, eight yards out? And, you know, Johnson's got a good strike on him. So, no, fair play to him. It's uh, needs must in that situation. And he, he got a good blocking. I really like it. Well, before we go in and in, in deep into some of the analysis and some of the, the players' performances and stuff, just the the, the overall result. And I know Gareth, you were always saying that we've, we've, we've earned a right, I think is what you said, to... To, to draw the game and we were talking a lot weren't we in the in the in the pod before saying how context is everything as to whether you're going to be happy with a point 
and when you go down a goal down against Peterborough and there's sort of 12 minutes left you've 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 got to be happy with the point haven't you yeah definitely and I think that the pressure and and everything around the game does create a little bit of that you know when we go along down that late in the game but it feels late in the game but you've, got, you've still got a good half an hour to get yourself back into it um, there's a little bit of sort of hysteria creeps in in some quarters and it's you know people sort of almost sort of giving up a little bit in a way and who, 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 who I just you think when you read when you read just like on, on social media oh, and stuff okay. like that you I'll know what I mean and I'll you know you me, get yeah. that kind of feeling where you know people are upset about it and I understand that but at the same time you know we've got we've got plenty of time to get back into that game and you know they've shown over and over again that they've got loads of carrying there and even when we haven't played well in games we've come through it and got results we played I thought we played well in the game yesterday um, for the most part Um, a bit sloppy at times in the second half for a few reasons I think that was some of it was to do with certain players not doing their jobs properly when we didn't have the ball. Um, and there could be a variety of reasons for that. Just obviously, like someone like John Jones, prime example, who, you know, he, they couldn't handle him first half. And then second half, he just didn't seem to be able to, to get going again. He just seemed to be sort of like milling about on the halfway line and not really involved in the game in any capacity. So... Um, but you know he's been out for a while, and th- things like that can happen, and it leads to that pressure that we we did have, and they, they scored. And but coming back into the game, getting that point, hit the post at the end would have been a fortunate goal. But you take I was out it, my you seat. take it. I was out my seat. Seemed to was, just slow down, like didn't there was the twice. Time there was twice in the game I was out my seat for for goals that weren't. And McGeady's free kick, the first one that hit the side net, and I was out my seat oh, for that weird. as well. I, th- I thought that was in, and then that one where I just hit the post off the own goal, I thought that was in too as well. So, so out my seat twice. Yeah. For those. But I think um, over, overall, you, you definitely it, there's a difference between playing to draw a game and being happy with a point going somewhere like Peterborough. And we, we went to win the game, um, and we didn't quite manage it, we could have, um. I think they'll probably be a little bit, as I said before, they'll be more disappointed drawing that one because I bet you they would have thought yesterday if they'd won that, they would have pulled away from us. Pressure's on us then massively to win, you know, a, a lot a lot more games, it feels like. It's the gap, you know, at, at five points, even with the game in hand, this stage of the season feels a bit heavier. Um but, you know, when teams are in form at the top of the league, five or six points swing if you're on level level games, it's quite difficult to achieve, I think, really, um, when, when, when the games tick away. So just keeping them on a leash, you know, and then re- you know, reassess it when we get to that whole game, see what we need to be doing then. Yeah, I used it before the game, Danny, you'll be be happy with the point and before we get into the context of the game you, you still think in the grand scheme of things good weekend three points Friday one point at Peterborough Monday yeah certainly I'd have took four points before the before the two games to be honest with you I think um, you know I've, I've been watching Oxford against Lincoln uh, on the following Friday I thought they were decent good value for their win and then coming up to our place and I thought they were good you know on the counter attack I thought Barker was a problem wasn't he throughout the game so 
sure to get the three points on the board and then go into the game yesterday. And, and as Gareth's mentioned there, I don't think it's one of them where they say, oh, we're going there to shut up shop, stick eight men behind the ball and hopefully we can hit them on the counter-attack. It certainly wasn't the case. But the feeling was, yeah, don't go there and get beat. As you mentioned, that gap starts to open up against one of your promotion rivals. So I thought first half, I thought we controlled the game. Um, good 30, 35 minutes of it. We had good control in the middle of the park. I think if you look at the setup, um, you know, in the 4-4-2 with Stuart coming in up top alongside Charlie White, um, had Lee Johnson perhaps picked that team going off the, the surface maybe, you know, thinking it's not type of pitch to go there and to try and, you know, get it down to start popping balls about, um, similar to Accrington, wasn't it? So first off, yes, I thought we had a lot of control of the ball. I do think we did go a little bit long at times, you know, shelling yeah. a few balls up to up to Stuart and up to, to Charlie White at times and, perhaps didn't get McGeady and, and Jones on it as much as we could have done. Um, and as Gareth mentioned, you know, first half, I thought Jones was was doing okay down the right-hand side, but he kept getting fouled. And then second half, we just couldn't quite get him into the game when when Peterborough had that 15, 20-minute spell um, and they had a couple of half chances, didn't they, uh, just before they got the goal as well. You could almost sense it was coming. Criticism of the manager, maybe Danny, for not making changes sooner, because I think we were all saying it watching the game when we were talking in the group chat when, you know, Sunderland, I think, first half, I think it was really, really professional performance and we'll, we'll get on to Stuart's involvement and, and, and other people's involvements in a minute. But, you know, if yeah. you were just summarising the, the performance, Sunderland controller, without quite doing enough maybe to get the noses in front and then all Peterborough needed to do to get their tails up would make a couple of changes and players were evidently starting to tire and we, yeah. we, let, we, we let them score before we made the changes. So slight criticism there, do you think is fair? Uh, yeah, it's say criticism. I think if, you, if you're looking at Lee Johnson since he's come in, he has been proactive with his subs, hasn't he, rather yeah. than reactive. Um, Definitely. A lot of criticism that went um, Phil Parkinson's way in games. Um, so yeah, he hasn't been shy of making changes at halftime sometimes this season when he's needed to. But yes, I think you could just sense it 10 minutes before they got the goal. I said, especially down our left-hand side, you know, McFadden had a, a difficult start to the second half, didn't he? Um, I think it was Ward went past him a couple of times and then, you know, can he perhaps look to bring Denver on and freshen up maybe or one or two others? And then, as you say there, they get the goal with Dembele coming on. He was on five minutes and then pops up, helps himself to a goal at the, at the back post, doesn't he? And then and then we made those four changes. So, I think it's it's a bit of hindsight, isn't it, where you look back and could we have made those changes? Yes, I think perhaps we could have done, but... I it is hindsight, it is, but I think we, you know, a lot of people yeah. calling for those changes at the time as well, weren't they, yeah. to be fair? Yeah. No, I agree, yeah, yeah. I think we could have looked to, to freshen up, maybe tinker the formation as well a little bit in the in the middle. Um, but, as I say, once we did, then McGeady gets the goal out. Just for that last five, ten minutes of the game, we looked the stronger again, so... That's why I say I think the draw was a fair result because although we perhaps had 70 minutes of the game where I thought we were in control of it, they had that 20-minute spell where they had the best chances. Um, but, you know, we got ourselves back on, on level terms and I, I think it's a, it was a fair result, to be honest with you. Stuart's inclusion was interesting, wasn't it? It's obviously a game plan. Um, I think, again, at some time, I can mention our group chat here, but I think it was quite funny, but a, a good summation of his inclusion because somebody said... Um, Stuart's been awkward for them. And then somebody said, Stuart's been awkward for us. <laughs> and I thought, you can take both points because he's quite clumsy on the ball. And there's a times when you think he's he, his touch could be better or he could he could get the ball out of his feet a little bit quicker. But he was difficult for them, wasn't he? They didn't like him the first half in particular, did they? He, he, I, they, I they struggled. he did all right. Like, they struggled with him, didn't they? And, I, know, and, I know a couple of lads are a bit... I know a couple of lads are a bit... It was Because it was kind of an unorthodox 
style. I'm just saying because he, he looks because he looks because he's tall. He, it's like he was taking their defenders out of the game, which was the idea. It. I think I, well, the thing is, he he did he made like some good contributions. I, I thought you know start the second half, he did some good stuff. You know, start of the game, he won a good header, flicked on for White for for a shot, which was a handball by the defender, like which was, was didn't seem to be picked up on at all by the sky, but like the, he just jumped up and put his arms out and blocked it. Um, so it should have been a free kick, I thought, but there you go. Um, but he did some other good stuff as well. He, you know, you couldn't say that he wasn't involved in the game. And, you know, he, I know, yeah, he didn't do everything brilliantly, but, you know, that he's had what? Four games or something. It's his first start against one of the better teams in the league. You know, give him something to think about. It, like, it, well, it's interesting because, like, obviously, listen to the reaction. It's funny that the immediate conversation turned to uh, like O'Brien straight after, and like how you know, oh well, if o- O'Brien's fully fit, you should definitely come in for some like Stewart and all that. But if you think back to when O'Brien started his Sunderland career, I mean, he was rubbish. <laughs> he was he was terrible. You're going to be more oh, diplomatic than that. Well, he was. I mean, I would, I would say I would argue that um, you know, like Stewart's probably had a stronger start to his son career, and let's hope that he improves just as much as O'Brien has in the in the yeah. time that he's got now before now and the end of the season. I think I think regarding O'Brien as well, like Gazan, you know, obviously with Stewart, he was near enough playing up as they were front two, weren't they yesterday? Yeah. Whereas when O'Brien plays, he, he tends to drop into that pocket now. When, you, when we had Grant and Winchester yesterday, although they controlled the game for me, they both like to just sit in front of the back four. So time and time again, when we did clip those 40, 50-yard balls into Stewart and into Wyke, there was a big gap, wasn't there, in that big yeah. pocket in that space. Now, if you, I would say, if you're, playing, if you're playing O'Brien in there, he tends to drop that five, 10 yards just off him there just to receive it. Like the chance you had, you mentioned there, Stewart, that one went up to him first half, cushioned it back for, for Charlie Wyke, who got a good strike away. And as you say, that may have come off the defender's head, but... Although we had that good control in the first half and for 30, 35 minutes, the only real good chance was uh, was Aidan McGeady's, wasn't it? Yeah. What I think it was 20-odd minutes on the clock and that was going in the bottom corner and I think Beavers just managed to, to glance it behind for the corner. So that's that was just the... the for me, it was just dif- disappointing really that when you're having this control in the game that you're not working the goalkeeper. That, well, we didn't work him at all, did we? He didn't yeah. have a save to make it, I don't think, first half. Whereas that was they a had, disappointing bit, yeah. Yeah, they had 15... 10, 15 minutes second half where they've got the goal, they had the one just past the post and that. So they were they were producing better openings, I'd say, than what we did. Um, just the last thing on Stuart as well, I thought was interesting before he, he sort of tired uh, um, and got taken off, I think. Um, first half, he stopped Thompson from getting forward as well. I thought he, he, he was out there on the left, yeah. stopping him from making his runs forward as well. And he set the goal up, Thompson, didn't he? We, we've yeah. obviously seen him get forward and damage just before in previous encounters as well. So I thought that was uh, quite interesting. I said before the podcast, uh, before the game on the podcast we did over the weekend that I would be amazed if Grant Ledbetter didn't start, and he did. And I think you could see why. I thought both teams were quite nervy. I think Peter were more sore than Sunderland. I think the players looked nervous. Yeah. They were a bit shaky on the ball. And Grant at times was getting it. And... and you don't always want a player to take loads of touches because you want you like players in your midfield to move the ball quickly, don't you? But there were times when you just thought he was just slowing the game down and just thinking about the pass he was going to make and not getting involved in the in the in the sort of speed of it all and the nerves of it all. 
Yeah, I, I just like I know I know Grant divides opinion throughout the fan base really at the minute, and a lot of people say, "Oh, we don't want him to start because he slows the game down and blah de blah." But yesterday, you know, it was frantic. It was a frantic start to the game, I thought, and then it, for me, he just adds that little bit of calmness to the team. And now, whether he, he plays in there in a two alongside Winchester, I think for me personally, I, I like him in a three. If he's sitting, then you have your two energetic centre midfielders just ahead of him, whether that's your Scoins or. You know, if we can get O'Neill higher up the pitch when one of the centre halves comes fit, but uh, I just like the control he brings to the game, and he just you say slow it down. He just just assesses the situation of where we're at in the game, really. Um, so yeah, that's that's my views on Grant, and obviously I've I've played with him in my time at the club, so I know what the quality he's got in looking after the ball. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly what he did. Though he did slow it down, and I think we needed that um, because of the. The high pressure of the game, and I think it was it was a good sort of calculated risk not to start him in in the game against Oxford Good Friday. And I, I said I wouldn't be surprised if Winchester started as well, but I, a little bit I was, if I'm being honest. But um, it, it was good that we could freshen up in the middle of the park, and it's just a shame that um, we couldn't create that that cutting edge. Just like you said, Danny was the disappointing. The one take from the game wasn't it, that we weren't we didn't seem to have that cutting edge and. Um, a mixture of a few different things, do you think? Quality of opposition, one of them, perhaps, or possibly, yeah. And again, we, I just think, again with Beavers at the back for them, and he's, he's quite a quite a stiff centre half. But if you're going to chuck balls up there all day for him, you know, he's six foot four, and I know you've got Charlie White and you've got Stuart up there, but he'll enjoy that type of game. And Frankie Kent alongside him, and I thought they both defended well, as our two centre halves did as well. But if we could sort of mix it up a little bit more, you know, it balls in and around his feet, those little threaded balls, which obviously we didn't see too many of. Um, so that's that's the sort of disappointing side of it, I think, in terms of looking to create. We were getting in and around the 18-yard box where we were just looking for those little clever balls in behind them, really. It was just balls up to them and then hopefully picking up second loose balls, really. Recently, it doesn't feel as though generally across the board we've been creating as many chances, even though I know we scored three against Oxford. I just feel feel a little bit. It feels a little bit more stodgy in that final third at the moment. Um, I don't know if it's just because the games have been tougher, or it's just that time of the year where there's a bit more tension in 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 those areas because it you know it means a bit more. Um, we don't. It just doesn't feel as though we create. And it's like, correlating. Seem, it's correlating well, with White not scoring more. White, yeah, White just, hasn't scored in four. Doesn't seem to have had the chances, does he? No. I think I think a lot of our goals, though, or majority of our goals, come from out wide, don't they? Very rarely do we see one of our midfielders threading the ball through. Um, whoever plays in the middle of the park, we don't seem to have that one player who's got that little little bit of cleverness in and around that final third just to thread those little balls in. A lot of our balls and our supply line is reliant on Jordan Jones, who's obviously got a few assists out on the right-hand side, or Lyndon Gooch, whoever plays out there, and obviously Aidan McGeady on the other side. Now, you mentioned... Um, Nathan Thompson there. I thought he was I thought he was their best player yesterday. I thought he was strong. I think McGeady had a look at him twice early on in the first half yesterday and he stood up well to him. He's seen him out of play a couple of times and got forward well. And he as you mentioned, he, he set their goal up as well, didn't he? Um so it, it was difficult for McGeady an open play, I thought, yesterday. So that's where we have to be clever in other departments, I think. And as you mentioned, whether it's O'Brien or whoever else comes on in there, we've just got to try and mix up a little bit more. Mm, do you think the the players will be happy with the point generally? What, what, what's the what's the mood like on the bus going home, Danny? I'd say so. Yeah, I think you know. First thought says go there and do not get beat. You still got the game in hand. We go above them if if we win it. Now, as, as you mentioned, if we 
we went there and we get beat. We're, we're getting back on the bus. The move is flat straight away, isn't it? And you see the table and they're, what, five points ahead of us now. Um, and then their confidence is up. So we are where we are, for, basically, aren't we, after, after the game. Um, Hull will be delighted, I think, with the result. But, yeah, getting back on the bus, I think. I think the lads would have been happy as well in terms of the way we've, we've gone to their place and the way we've controlled the game for larger periods of the game. And just, as I mentioned, slightly disappointed that we haven't worked their goalkeeper a little bit more because we've seen from the free kick... I mean, yeah, Aidan's struck it pretty well, hasn't he, the free kick? But when you see it from the from the angle behind the goal, I don't think Christy Pym's got off the deck at all. If it was if it was going if it was conceded at our end, we'd be questioning Lee Burge, I think, wouldn't we, with that goal going in there? It wasn't right in the corner, it wasn't just under the crossbar. He, he just didn't really get off the deck, but we'll take it, you know. And as you mentioned, Steve, I thought that one earlier was in from uh, from Aidan over on the on the left hand side when it rippled the side netting. Yeah. I think, well, before we move on just to this, this, the situation and talking about more like overall West Sunderland and stuff, you mentioned Lee Birds there. So a word for him, Gareth, your thoughts, because you were um, you were calling for the manager to replace him in January. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know even though those of us who were saying we didn't agree with that, that wasn't, I'm not going to rewrite, pretend to rewrite history. Um, I thought that would just be out of pressing positions, but his form has been really good, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's been great in, you know, I would say before when we were keeping the clean sheets, he wasn't really challenged. Don't feel as though he was make really ever had to make saves. Whereas recently, he's made a number of saves, important saves in, in games. So, yeah, uh, you know, I think before it was more his, his mistakes were outweighing his positive contributions from an individual's perspective. Whereas now he's not really making any errors, um, and he's as I say he's made. Number of good saves, so yeah. In that game at Wembley, well. really like kicked him on because he was excellent, wasn't he, against Tramie? When without like having to make a ridiculous save, he was just very commanding and I think smothered just, their attacks and positionally he was really good across the board. You know, the as a defensive unit, including the goalkeeper, just they seem to be offering a lot more reassurance and, and maybe they've just got more confidence as a group now which means that maybe you know psychologically maybe he's not thinking about things as much I don't know maybe, maybe before it was a case of you know he knows he's going to get analysed get criticised any little mistake he makes and some of the mistakes he made were more than small but I don't know maybe, maybe it's just that weight's off the shoulders a little bit I don't know I mean he's just he's been great I, th- I think, uh, yeah, earlier in the season, as you mentioned, Gareth, we had a lot of clean sheets, but he wasn't being called upon really, was he? didn't have too many saves to make. And um, I think once he got dropped at Shrewsbury and, and Remy Matthews came in, uh, yeah, he had he had made a few errors prior to that. And then Remy Matthews came in and, and had a, a difficult evening at Shrewsbury. And then since then, I think he's been I think he's been great, if I'm honest. I think, yeah, what Steve mentioned, the cup final uh, against Tramir, although it wasn't so much to do with the amount of saves he was having to make, it was more so his concentration levels where he was on his toes for balls over the top um, and one or, one or two other things and that. And then since then, I think the Lincoln game is perhaps the game where he's had to make the most saves, hasn't he, really? He made a couple in there. Yesterday, he made one or two. Um, but no, I think I think he's he's upped his game, if I'm honest, since since Shrewsbury and uh, he's looked more reassuring behind the lads and he'll be he'll be pleased with his performances recently. Yeah, definitely. I just thought we'd, we'd give him a shout um, while we were going around the team and praising people because I remember we... Um, when we got sleeves on and it was after, was it, what did he save two penalties? It was at Doncaster, he saved two penalties. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And we, we almost went through an entire podcast without even acknowledging 
acknowledging it. And Steve's just like, if he listens to this now, to see here you guys praise him and you haven't even mentioned it. So, and the very, 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 very small chance that you are listening, Lee. Um, there you go. We're praising you. So I would you're, strongly you're, advise you're that if you if you if you're currently in that Sunderland squad, do not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say well, that. I, I mean, you can't like. You know what? The last last current player we interviewed was Will Grigg, and it's went fine for him. (laughs) (laughs) The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terrace. Cargo shorts. For a 10% discount, enter the code WMS10 at the checkout stage. Bucket heads. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast, presented by Rory Fallow and Matthew Keeling. T-shirts. For more information, search for From the Terraces on social media. I think, I think, um, you know, it would be interesting to know if like any of the players do, um, you know, read any of the stuff on the various fan sites or listen, listen to the pods. I mean. Did you do it, that, Danny? It, it, was le- it was less prevalent maybe when you were playing <laughs> yeah, like in terms well, of podcasts, but... Do the yeah. Grimsby, listen to the Grimsby podcast after you scored that <laughs> own goal from like 40 yards inside your own house. No, I, I don't know if they have one, mate, to be honest. But, um, no, to be fair, as you say, social media wasn't really about, I don't think... Uh, or was it? It was Twitter about when I was back so, here. So did he go on the um, right the ghost on the message board? That was that was no. the place. Yeah, see, I'm not, I'm not really into all that, mate. You know, if I know if I've had a good I, game or I not, I don't, I don't have to have a look in the paper. Twitter was just, Twitter was just sort of like getting because didn't Darren Bent do those tweets when he wanted mm-hmm. to sign for Sunderland? Um, right. And I remember that making was... the news. It was just before I joined, actually, or around about the time I joined. Um, yeah. So it was, it wasn't as prevalent it then. Probably but, became um, a thing around 2010, Twitter, didn't it? Really, I'm trying to think. 2009, 2010, so 2010 yeah. 2011, I think, when I joined, it was starting to grow. Then, yeah, yeah. But did you pay attention to much, or Danny? Like in terms of, did you? How were you with player ratings? Did you read your player rating? Yeah, sometimes you know you go in on Monday morning and the newspapers are on the in the breakfast canteen area, aren't they? So you're having a look through the papers and you you know we have a quick check and see what you've got. But as I say, there, mate. Sometimes you can pick a paper up, can't you? And one journalist might give you a a five out of ten, and the next ones give you an eight out of ten. So they all see games differently, don't they? As fans see the games as well. So did you ever ring a journalist up and well, confront them? No, mate. No, I'm not. Not like that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you, you, but, you hear uh, those stories, though, don't you? <laughs> oh, you do it, yeah. But um, no, I just think again, you know, as you as a, as a player, as yourself, you know, if you've had a good game on a Saturday or a, or a midweek, whenever you're playing, or if you've had a bit of a shocker, so you don't need uh, somebody in. <laughs> In the in the print in a newspaper to tell you yeah. or on social media really so it's funny yeah. though because actually thinking about you know like Charlie Wag's brothers on Twitter and he and he's been quite vocal when Charlie Wright was getting criticised like Will Griggs brothers on Twitter and he's yeah. like be interesting if he's like oh have you seen what these lot are saying about you and all this kind of thing it yeah thing is it's like you know it's it I know we've kind of digressed here but like yeah. what what are people what you know people are going to no, have a, I... a pin next negative opinions about players it's just you know supporters are going to like some players and not others it's football just, it's just fan it criticism is. is pantomime stuff really whether it's in a ground or whether it's on social media in my opinion you know yeah it's very 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 unlikely somebody's gonna you know turn up at your house and give you grief or show that you're in the street I know you hear the odd isolated incident but it is exactly that the odd isolated incident. it's just not a noise isn't it yeah. you've got to just switch yeah. off naturally see as me who's never had to deal with anything like that 
No, you're right, mate. Again, I've been out when up, up here playing for Sunderland when we had that tough season, and um, I was out at one of the shops, one of the supermarkets, I think, and um, a guy walked past me down one of the aisles, didn't say anything to me face, but he got about 30 yards down the aisle and then shouted, shouldn't you not be in training working harder or something like that? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, just, just uh, yes. you know, laughing. Somebody's down there, great. Maybe you wanted uh, you to sprint after him, but like, Maybe the, that was part of his thing. Get you to do like a sprint, do some training in the supermarket. More the I, bet, I, bet, I, bet he, yeah. I bet he changed that story when he told his mates as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I exactly. bet uh, you know, he'll have said that yeah. differently. He'll have said he went up here and said something to you and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, overall, and I think Sunderland happy with the point. I think do people just people need to calm a little bit. I think, am I right in saying it's 12 unbeaten now with nine wins and three draws in the league? Yeah. And that's yeah. not bad going that, considering, you know, the draws you've had are against Lincoln, who were fourth, Peterborough, who were second, and then the other ones in the game where you're losing 2-0 and you're getting your ass kicked, basically, and you manage yeah. to scramble a 2-2 draw. Hull were always going to win this game of the weekend, weren't they? I know they've yeah. been slipping up, but it wasn't a game, really, that I wouldn't have thought anybody would have looked at and said, that's a banana skin for Hull. So it can, it can get a bit nervy when Hull put a little bit of distance there, but... Do we just need to try and look at the big picture if we can here? The next two games are my, are, are are crucial be, before we go into Holland um, Blackpool. They're all, all all the games are going to be like the thing is it's, it, you always get this as well. It's like our form's great. Like our form is arguably the best in the division. So and then it's like oh well, but Blackpool have done this. Yeah, Blackpool have been good recently, but it's like so have we. So and so have Peterborough. So did you see? Did you see that the table yeah. that did on Sky when I showed you from yeah. when Lee Johnson come in yeah. and Peterborough were top and uh, Sunderland were top and Peterborough were second. So yeah. you know, it's going to be like all the games. You know, I think you know the Northampton game. I looked at, I was looking at their well, not intentionally went and looked at Northampton's fixtures, but I saw them on Twitter and they are relegated. So <laughs> I think they've got to play everybody in the top six until the end of the season. I think that's their last games, top seven teams. I think they've got to play and that's it. They, I think they're done. Um, so by the time we play them, they'll be relegated. Um, so, yeah. Gaz, I know, got... I know you say that, Gaz, but do you know where, um, I know and I know it's that stage in the season where a lot of fans don't, I didn't do it too much as a player, but where everyone starts looking at the fixtures now saying, well, that's a nailed on three points. That's a definite three points in that. But just look at the games we got left. And I'm not trying to put a downer on things here, but we've got Wigan to go to. Now, let's yeah. remember Wigan beat us our own. We've got Plymouth to go to. Plymouth beat us our own. Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. Northampton, we drew away. So I, wouldn't, I, I never look at them and say, that's a given, that's a given. No, I agree. What, yeah. what it's I say, surprises, doesn't it? It always does. Yeah, I, I just think if we're at it on our day, and we've been, we have ground through a few results lately, I think, I say, Portsmouth aside, where we were great for 90 minutes, I think we've been scratchy in games where we've managed to, to come through on the right side of games and fixtures. And I think if you've got the likes of McGeady, Jordan Jones on their game, then we certainly, yes, we have got more than enough for, for most of the teams in this league, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. And, and, and like you say, when you do these results predictors and stuff, it never goes the way you think, does it? You always drop points in games you're not expecting and you always see teams win games you're not expecting. It's... It, people will get nervous if you don't win the next two games, though, won't they? Because we've got yeah. Blackpool oh, and Hull yeah. coming up, and especially with one of those games in hand. Uh, one of those games being our game in hand, is that right against Wigan? Yeah, Wigan. Wigan's a game in hand. Yeah, and people will, but we haven't lost those games yet. And I think they, I sort of mentioned on Twitter yesterday. I think you know the, the players, like I mentioned about you know and the 
the right to draw game. I think they've earned the you know our trust, in my opinion. We went and we played in that game yesterday, and it wasn't we were like we got a good. Uh, I'm glad we got out of that with a point. Yeah. We were battered. It wasn't. We dominated. Fast spells of that game. Um, we're more than comfortable. Um, and I thought overall, in terms of the way we played, I thought we were better in our overall. Play. I think if our equaliser come come ten minutes before yeah. did, I think they they're panicking a little bit. Um, and we, you know, like it, it's, you know, we are arguably the best team in this league at the moment. So, yeah, all we've got to play all teams below us, apart from one in Hull. Um, Lincoln will have a say because they've got to play Peterborough and Hull. Um, and they gave us a game. Um, and they might have some of their players back by then as well. So, you know, if if the if the team two teams above us win all their games and both go up and fair play to them, like yeah, you know, <laughs> like they deserve to go up. But you know, why would you fancy them to it's always a way in it? It's like, well, they're gonna win all their games, but we're not gonna win all ours. It's like, well, they'll their fans will be probably doing a podcast somewhere saying, Oh, Sunderland will win all their games where you know we can't drop any points. It's it's just a mentality of a football fan, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and then again yesterday, first half, we looked like the home team. If you ask me, do you know where I was, I was surprised with Peterborough the way they sat back and they didn't really yeah. press us. They were happy for us to have the ball and that, but it just to go there as you're saying to to almost dominate them on their home patch where they've been so good throughout the season almost surprised me a little bit first half to be honest. But quite literally a patch, isn't it? <laughs> a well, potato yeah. patch. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great, was it? But. Um, no, we get on with it. But yeah, it'd be an interesting running. As you say, I think if we can six if we can win six of the last eight, a draw, it maybe afford one loss out of the remaining fixtures, and then uh, that should put us right amongst it, I think, and hopefully mm-hmm. it should be enough. I reckon five it, wins. Yeah. Five wins. Look at Peterborough's fixtures there next to us, Swindon and Northampton. But then they've got five, then they've got five tough no, ones on the bounce. Gillingham, Charlton, Doncaster after that. And then Lincoln and Doncaster. Yeah, got Doncaster twice. Yeah. So they, it's not you know, and Hull have got some tough ones as well. It's Hull, and we've seen Hull drop points in some da- like like we have in some daft games, and Hull obviously yeah. as well. You know, look at how many they've lost this season. They've lost ga- They have lost games consistently. They've got on a run recently. But remember, before they went on this run, there was talk of Mc- McCann being sacked. The fans wanted rid of him. They weren't Still happy. Do, I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Hull have got Plymouth, thing. Plymouth Saturday. Then they've got Fleetwood at home. Then they've got us. Um, then they go to Lincoln. Then they've got Wigan at home. Then they go to Charlton. Right. So yeah, it's not, it's not going to be. It's not going to be easy for anybody. You just got to take each game as it comes, as the cliche goes. Win your game. Move on to the next one. Win on Saturday, and we know that if we win against Wigan, we're getting that top two. Yeah, that's the shout. And then once you see yourself there, as, as we mentioned, when we were having a look at, um, at where we ended up under Roy a few years ago, it wasn't until the 41st or the 42nd game we actually got into the top two, was it? And then managed to stay there then for for the duration yeah. right through to the end of the season. So similar story to that, really. But yeah, I think I think in terms of Hull, looking at the home and away form, they, they are the consistent team in terms of where they've picked their points up this season, um, where we've obviously picked up, I think, more away from home, haven't we, earlier on? So... They are there for a reason, aren't they? I suppose, but uh, you don't feel like our home form's a problem now since Lee Johnson's come in, though, do you? Like it was, it was under Parkinson, it was a massive issue, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, a, it was a MK Dons, wasn't it? It was Burton, um, 
Plymouth, Wigan. It was all these teams, isn't it? And then, as you say, when you look at the table, the, the teams where we've dropped the points against at home, it's uh, that's that could be our downfall, couldn't it, if we don't get automatic promotion, I suppose. Mm. How confident are we then? We'll 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 wrap things up soon because yeah. obviously there's no game to preview and uh, uh, the lads will be back later in the week for that. Um, when it's, a, it's just a huge weekend, where you just think it's you know you just try and win while the other teams are playing. You don't want anybody to make any ground on you, so we can go to that game in hand. Um, you know, in in a strong position. But how are how are the nerves? How are people feeling now? Um, generally confident or or what? Well, I've heard you, Steve, when I've, when I've obviously listened to the pod before, you've said us in Peterborough, you fancy. And I've I, always fancied I said, that, yeah. Yeah, I said that about 10, 10 weeks ago, I think. Us in, us in Peterborough, I still think. Still waiting on Hull to slip up, aren't we? Again, we've still got to play and got the two games in hand. Yeah. Um, so It's strange, isn't it? Because like you've just said, their form's really good, but there's just mm. something about Hull that you're not convinced by. Uh, I don't even know if I can put my finger on it. Like the top of the league, and they're in good form, but there's just something. Uh, there's just something that doesn't convince us with them. I yeah. fancy Hull to go up yeah. with us. I think. I think um, you look at Hull; have done it before. I think the interesting thing with Peterborough is um, they, they've messed it up plenty of times before. So it'll be interesting to see what if, say, they drop points in the next two games against Swindon and Northampton because they'll have them down as six points. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is in the other games after that. So, yeah, it, it, it's um, I fancy, and yeah, I fancy, I think you got to give credit to Hull, like the run they've been on and they've put themselves right back in the box seat when people were saying, you know, well, they're going to fall away and they, they've done it. So I'd probably fancy yeah. them. And they've got the points on the board. Watch out for Portsmouth, I think. People, the you thing, know, yeah. they've won four on the bounce. Four, Their fixtures are very four. kind. Yeah. You know, what, yeah. Watch out I'm for them. Cool. Yeah. Black Black cool, yeah. 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 But I, I think Portsmouth will be the one. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Portsmouth end up finishing fourth, in my opinion. Maybe well, they're already fourth now, third. to be fair. Portsmouth are fourth, um, but they're seven points behind us. Yeah. I, I would just uh, keep an eye on them because. Say their fixtures. They're not going. They're not going to make that kind. ground up, are they? They're not because they make... won every game. I think that I worked it out. They'd get about eighty-eight points, and they're not going to win every game. So, you know, they um, probably left it just slightly yeah. too late. But you wouldn't. Find, but this is the thing, and and any of the three teams now, um, aren't going to fancy Portsmouth and playoffs or Blackpool. Like, dude, it's it's. Yeah. It can be so devastating, Danny Connor, if you're the team who finished in third when it's been a three-horse race. And, and you yeah. know, again, I haven't looked at the stats for this, but it feels like, if we think about it from the knowledge we have, often those teams miss out in the playoffs, don't they? Yeah. Well, it's funny, mate, you mentioned this, because I was explaining to me a little lad the other day who was nine, and he was like, how does it work? So I said, well, the top two go up, and then you have the playoffs in the next four teams. And he says, well, that's not very fair on the team who finished third, is it? <laughs> I said, well... Funnily enough, I think it was eight years ago when didn't Palace finish third and mm. I think West Ham finished uh, sixth and then West Ham were like 10, 15 points behind him and, and beat him in the playoff final, I think. So, well, happened to well, us pa- twice. Palace, yeah, Palace <laughs> yeah, beat yeah, us. Yeah, when we, yeah. Were you, yeah, you played in that team, Danny, when we finished third no. and Palace finished sixth. They just come like a stick. They were in the relegation no, zone around. No, no, no. I was, oh, did you know? Year, I was year after, mate. Year came, after. Yeah. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. So, because yeah. Palace were in the in the relegation zone around Christmas and then they just come up like a steam train and scraped it in the playoffs, didn't they? But they were in such good form. Even going back as far as 98 and Charlton were always the team who everybody just 
took their eye off because yeah. it was like Forest, Borough, Sunderland were in this three horse race. We mm-hmm. got a ridiculous amount of points, 91 points or whatever it was. Um, yeah. But Charlton were only a couple of points behind us and they're like, well, now that's 10 games or something, but they're almost forgotten about. Um, Sunderland beat Newcastle, of course, in 1990 when Newcastle finished third and, and Sunderland creeped into the playoffs in sixth and we beat them in the in the playoffs then. So you, 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 yeah. you're not you're going to be so devastated, aren't you? About- no talking about the playoffs. I know, but I think it's no. the back of your mind. The back we of your mind. We don't exactly. talk about but the playoffs. The, but this isn't this isn't this reflective then? Because you you're saying let's not talk about the playoffs because it doesn't bear thinking about that we're gonna we're now suddenly gonna fall short and we will be devastated to be in the playoffs and the players are gonna be the same, aren't they? Yeah, I think everyone's mindset at the minute is because we've been on such a good run and with what's gone on off the pitch with with Kirill coming into the club, uh, everyone's just focused on we're definitely picking up automatic and it will. It feel it will feel like a blow, won't it, if we don't manage to nick one of those um, then top two spots at the minute, and we do have to go through the playoffs. We just got to try. I just think you're right, but we just got, I think we just got to stay level all the way through. That that you know, don't get too up, don't get too down. Just you know, even if we'd lost yesterday, can't have a situation yeah. where people are like, That's you know, season over. Yeah. yeah, you can't have that. You just got to look. If we win on Saturday, it doesn't mean we're going to go up either. Like, yeah. you know, we've just got to just try and stay level all the way through it. Yeah, and just Saturday take it, take each game as it comes. Get Saturday all the cliches out. Though. All right, don't start. No. It does though. It feels massive. Every just game's huge. That's, no, I know that, but I, I, I look at the fixtures. Just, I look at our fixtures lead, every morning. Into, in the it's because table. it leads. It's because it leads into our game in hand, doesn't it? And you just don't yeah. want to be dropping points. You want to be in a position yeah. where your game in hand is going to count if you it's win. The, yeah. The, the main fear at the moment is not doing it, isn't it? That's the fear. It's like, we I feel we're capable of doing it to the point where if we don't, I will be gutted. But again, you just got to try and like yesterday when we went, I was going just like thinking, just relax, just relax because we've got plenty of time and we've seen that we've seen them do it. We've seen them do it before. It's like under Keane. We, like, I remember that Southampton game against under, under Keane. We went about 1-0 down about 65 minutes. Um, yeah. And Carlson. And then, and then we Grant's scored two rakers right in the yeah. last 10 and we won the game. We nearly did it again yesterday, not in as glamorous fashion, but obviously if that one goal had gone in, I don't think anybody would have cared out, you know, it's a goal and we would have won that game 2-1 and Pete would have been seeing where we look like that. We're definitely going up, but it's done. We've got the point. It's a tough game out of the way. Um, the, one of the toughest games out of the way. And now it's just, you know, go and beat Charlton and see where you are. And then you go, who's to say that, Teams above won't drop points at the weekend if we win that game. You know, you don't know. You looking don't at, just know. looking at the form of the league table, it's mad. Doncaster are tenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ta- and Lincoln, changes very quickly. Lincoln a sixth. Yeah, didn't even realise that. I had looked at the league table. It's the first time I've looked at it since the match. Yeah, oh, I think God. when you looked at Doncaster a few weeks ago, they had they were about four points behind us with two games in hand as well, weren't they? And they've they've blown up since then. And then, as you mentioned. Lincoln have been there. We were waiting for Lincoln, I think, to have this blip, weren't we, a while back? Um, and they've you know, stayed up there, fair play to them. But as you say, they're still down to six now. And they might not even make the playoffs, so that'll be a sickness for them, wouldn't it? You're looking at someone like Ipswich or Charlton creeping in, aren't you? Well, um, Ipswich have not been great, haven't they, recently? No, but they're, they're only three points out of it. They're still kept in touch. Yeah. It just goes to show, though, there's still teams in touch there who've you know, not been on great runs. And it just goes to show that. 
you know, the teams the teams maybe aren't that great down there, but I should probably wrap it up, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should. We're we going to do it. Yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a yes. I know I've made myself nervous again. I was fine. I was comfortable before we started talking. We're all confident, aren't we? Just give us a yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. Still confident, of course. Of course we are. Yeah. As are you, I'm sure. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>